Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is January 25th. Time is 12 p.m. And joining me on today's show is special guest Jim Gale. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing fantastic, Jester. How are you? I am doing great. And do you want to let the uh, listeners know where you're calling in from today? Yes, I'm in Central Florida. We are building an off-grid community in which we produce all of the food, water, and energy needs on-site in luxury and we're building a studio here to demonstrate what freedom looks like to the world. That is absolutely awesome. And I would love the listeners to know a little bit more about you. So if you wouldn't mind telling us some of your background, how you got into this, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Minnesota. They called me Nature Boy, which was very relevant because I love the outside. I love everything to do with the natural world, as opposed to the world of chemicals and bullshit that we'll get into later. I, um, after wrestling in college, I was a four-time All-American national champ thanks to goals, and uh, goals helped a lot. Creating an inspired vision is incredibly important for everybody's life. Then I moved to Hawaii, then I traveled, backpacked around the world, wrote my goals again, um, ended up uh, coming back to Minnesota and doing about $1.3 billion in gross revenue, starting from scratch with the mortgage industry. And then I bought a boat, lived on the ocean for a year. Then I found Costa Rica and I fell in love in every way with the people, my wife and the country, other than the government, which is a train wreck. (laughs) Um, And then I learned permaculture and I learned about what was truly going on in the world. And I've been obsessed with bringing the solutions to the masses ever since. That was about 2007. Nice. So, yeah, one thing we definitely cover on our show all the time is how the government's just kind of out to get us through the pharmaceutical company, through our foods, everything like this. Uh, We we don't have to get into the Monsanto potatoes or anything like that, but I think everybody out there kind of knows what's going on. So what is the proposed solution? The solution is embarrassingly simple, or I like to say joyfully simple. It was 2007 when I red-pilled and I learned permaculture. Bill Mollison's quote, changed my life. He said, though the problems of our world are increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. So we are passionate about bringing these joyfully simple solutions, which is as simple as this. When we become aware of the poisons and poison producers, and when we take the poisons out of our life and we choose natural solutions, And when we grow food instead of half of our lawns, that's it. When we simply supplant half of our lawns, the lawn, there's 44 million acres of lawn in the United States alone. 
That wow. is the foundation of our enslavement. Henry Kissinger 50 years ago said, if you want to control people, control food, which controls the health of society. Well, that psychopath was not just a random guy. He was the leader of the World Economic Forum, the Council on Foreign Relations, and he's the asshole who appointed Klaus Schwab, and he's met with every U.S. president. So his strategy of controlling people by controlling food led to the current food centralization. And the simple answer is when we go out into our backyards and we plant seeds that will bring us life for generations to come, that's the answer to all of the world's biggest problems. So just, I'm, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate or any way or, or counter what, well, I just, like, in my mind, I know that a lot of these seeds that we have available contain the GMOs, have been modified, things like that, and I, I always hear this rumor that there's no true heirloom seeds anymore, that there's nothing, that you can get nothing that's pure. What's your counter to that? My counter to that is that the annual gardens and the current way of farming that we think is the normal way is a complete bunch of bullshit. It's bad science, it's belief systems, and it's bullshit. The three forms of BS. The truth is that when we use permaculture principles and we design our landscapes to have perennial edible landscapes as opposed to annual landscapes, then it's simply like living in the Garden of Eden where there's food growing everywhere. I got, I got you. That okay, that makes sense. Um, so you know, what's, what's your thought on the rainwater situation? <laughs> well, so that's the thing that when somebody asked me the other day, I said, "How will you know when we've won the war?" And I said, "It'll be easy when they're no longer spraying chemtrails in our skies and putting fluoride in our water and putting glyphosate on our soil. That's when we'll know." But here's the beauty of it. Nature is epically abundant. When we build soil, all of these plants on the ground, these look like just a mess, but these are functional nitrogen-fixing plants that build soil. These are also perennial peanut. We've got comfrey and we've got Mexican sunflower and all of the plants in here create a diversity of life. When we have that diversity, that diversity eats up the poisons and spits it out. So building the immune system of our planet, which is the soil, is job one. Okay, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm right there with you. So basically, the, the, you're saying that the plants will pretty much fix all the chemical things that are out there that are coming down from the sky, etc. That is right. Even hemp has been found to take, um, take toxins from all sorts of uh, radiation out of the soil. So nature has a solution for all of the poisons, and that's why they need to keep poisoning us, because nature is so strong. So that's what it's our job to message that, and so people become aware of that. I understand. So one big question, like as I was going through and I was watching some of your content online, one big question I had for you is do you think there is a big connection between the foods that they're feeding us in this country and uh, things like autism or, or different mental health issues, things like that? Because I'm a big believer that it is directly related to diet. It's absolutely directly related to what we put in our hearts, our stomachs, and our minds. CNN is one of the most toxic entities out there, probably more toxic than the Cheerios 
that the government is now saying is better than a chicken breast. The U.S. government has got a new food pyramid where Cheerios is highly rated. It's pure poison. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't know that. This is news to me, Jim. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just epic. We are at in the biggest war. This is it. This is the big one. This is the divine. This is the beginning game. It's not the end game. It's the end for the ruthless and monolithic structure that has kept us enslaved. It's the beginning of the golden age. And it's our joyful duty as leaders to lead our communities and our families and ourselves into this golden age. You know, Jim, and one thing I'd definitely like to point out is this is not a this is not a problem that I've seen in other countries. This this is a big, huge problem in the U.S. Uh, we have family overseas, and we go over every year, and the foods are fresh. There's no preservatives. Mountain Dew is banned. There's no yellow five in anything. A lot of these products, they said, no, we don't want our citizens consuming this. And here in this country, they put it up on a pedestal, and we just overconsume it. Yeah, 100%. We're the most poisoned country on earth. We also have, based on what we've been programmed to believe, in some ways, some good things about who we potentially are, we have the ability to overcome it. And that's why the U.S., with the Second Amendment and the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights, has the foundation of freedom and that's why they're coming at us hard because we've been so up for so long and we are the sickest country in the world but we can change that very quickly yeah for those for those out there that don't know u.s ranks like in the top three for medical health debt in the world it's up there if not number one now hey preppers do you want 10 percent off survival food Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. And we spend the most. Yeah. Well, let's look at that correlation. (laughs) Let, let's be honest, though, our medical billing system is horrible in this country. They're absolutely, you know, taking us to school when it comes to our medical bills. It's the head of the snake. BlackRock is the head of the snake. BlackRock is not only the name of the entity that is the biggest parasite in our world today. It's a subsidiary. It did $21 trillion last year simply by betting and investing in the corpse corporations that centralize all of the power and that poison humanity. And BlackRock is run by a computer named Aladdin. It's all controlled by AI. So that's the problem. The solution is to become aware and then stop investing our time and our energy in anything related to these entities that BlackRock invests in. Jim, I definitely want to get into the AI uh, conversation for a minute, but I I want to take a step back real quick because one thing I've noticed like that our government is doing is that they're, you know, they they want people to be condensed in cities. They want to take away community gardens. They don't want people being in rural communities, being self-sufficient. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, of course. So the people that are running the show and have run the show for centuries – They have one agenda. They have one 
duty in their wicked lives, and that is to control the mind of the slave. Gierta said, none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. And when I first heard somebody said, Jim, you're a slave, I, I felt a little bit offended. This is about 15, 16 years ago. And I'm like, I'm not a slave. I can do anything I want. Oh, really? Well, what happens to 30, 40% of your income? Do you have to pay it? Yes, I do. Do you pay it voluntarily or is it by threat of force and violence? That question led me to instantly realize that I was a slave. They are stealing by threat of force and violence a, a large percentage of the product of my labor. So then again, the problem is very clear. It's governmente, it's mind control. Every, the illusion that we have choice in this system is false because the choice never goes into the subsidized criminals like the big pharma and like the ag business where they're subsidizing our enslavement using our own money. No, I, I, I get it. I'm right there with you. So basically what we're talking about, uh, ladies and gentlemen out there that are listening. So what Jim's referring to is our, our U.S. tax system and the threat of force and violence is the IRS coming and picking your ass up and taking you to prison. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, that's slavery. Yeah, and, yep. and it is. It, it is modern-day slavery. And, and that's why, you know, and we have noticed, and I would say in the last 20 years, if not longer, we've seen a big attack on small business. Um, and, you, you know, and I always, tell you, I always tell my listeners, don't get in the political argument red versus blue because two wings, same bird. It doesn't matter. But with, with that being said, I, I saw a big hike on attack on small business during the Obama administration. I had a business I ran in Florida. I used to live in Florida, Jim. Um, So I had a business I ran in Florida, and as soon as the Obamacare came out, we got just murdered with extra expense and and things. And, you know, I said right then it's attack on small business, and we're still small business owners, my wife and I, and we're watching this attack all the time coming through, through federal agencies, different local agencies, you know, uh, everything, city, county, federal, it, it's all there. They want to try to squash these small businesses out. They don't want anybody being self-sufficient at all by any means. This is a mass extinction on every level. It's the mass extinction of words. They're taking words out of the language and they're changing words. They're taking any type of diversity out of the system because diversity is strength. True diversity in nature you pick up a handful of this soil and there's more microbes and separate life organisms in a handful of soil than there are people on the planet. And there's also thousands of seeds in a good handful of soil. But they don't want diversity because, again, this is, I believe we are spirit playing a divine game, cosmic play or Leela. And with that, the intention of BlackRock and Aladdin and AI is to win the game by taking out all of the diversity. So then it's our job to build diversity back into our lives. Right. So, Jim, I got it. One thing I did want to ask you, because I went through, saw some of your content, and, like, I mean, even the conversation right now, you know, I I can't help but wonder, do you you have any people coming after you, any kind of haters, anybody threatening you, things like that? (laughs) I love it. I love that question. So Tesla said there's... um, if you want to find the secrets to the universe, think in terms of energy, 
frequency and vibration. Now, I really spent a lot of time meditating on that because it's Tesla and I seems like a pretty good historical figure, a pretty wise individual. Maybe he got a little crazy at times, but instead of think in terms of energy, frequency and vibration, feel it, experience it. Faith and courage are a frequency. They are what all of the spiritual and religious texts say, you need faith to overcome evil. And I have come to know faith as an, an energy field, a power field, not a force field, but a power field that's around me. In fact, uh, Foster Gamble, who I, I very much appreciate his work, he said, Jim, I've got a security detail. You're gonna need a security detail. And I said to him, Foster, I love you. I've got the best security detail that exists. And that is a, a divine connection with something happening. You know, I'm, one other quote that is relevant. You know, Victor Hugo said, there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world. And that is an idea whose time has come. Well, enlightenment is the opposite of governmenting. And that doesn't mean we can bend the laws of physics. It simply means that I'm not controlled by their bullshit anymore. And can you see this piece of art behind me? Yes, I do. Uh, for those of you that are listening on Spotify, Apple, what, what Jim is showing me is a, a statue with a hand, with a fist that has a billy club in it and a hand that's keeping it from coming down. Um, so it looks like yes. somebody fighting back against authority. That's exactly right. This is force and violence. This is authority, which is the most dangerous superstition. Thank you, Larkin Rose. And this is the farmer. This is the courageous person who says no more. We declare, I do not pay slave taxes of any kind. I do not get asked for government permission to build any of these buildings. Instead, we serve our community. We put a food forest in at a school. We're helping all of our community be free, starting with their hearts and their minds and growing food. And then if force and violence starts knocking on the door, we're gonna shine a light on them, a light of love and service to humanity in which they will cower, they will run from that light. So I saw some of the food forest videos you posted, I believe it was on YouTube, I think I found them. Do you wanna tell the listeners more about what these food forests are? Cause I thought they were pretty interesting. All right, so a food forest is simply an edible perennial landscape. And in this area around me, we have over 220 different types of food growing. We've got bananas and curry and mint and basil and thyme and lemongrass and 220 types of food. And by the way, this area that you see here, 10 months ago, there was nothing here but sand. We brought in good soil, we brought in a good mulch, and we started putting perennials in the ground. And this is very important. Perennials are plants that you plant once and they continue to grow oftentimes for generations, sometimes even thousands of years. Annuals are plants that you plant and then you have to take the seeds and replant, which is still wonderful. Annuals serve a very important purpose in our world in that they're very fast growing. Perennials take a little bit longer. A perennial edible landscape would be like the Garden of Eden, where you're just walking around in butterflies and birds and life everywhere. So that's what our entity does. 
is we design with permaculture principles perennial edible landscapes in all of the communities and all of the backyards that we can find. Right. Jim, something you touched on when we first got into the show here was you touched on the idea that people are putting in yards versus putting in gardens and, and you know, these, these food forests. So I remember somebody telling me a long time ago the amount of money that Americans spend to maintain their yards is disgusting, like what they put into landscaping and weed killers and things like this. And I can't help but think how much how counterproductive that is to this because if you're doing this versus the yards, you'd actually be saving so much money in the long run versus putting yeah. it out to maintain the yard. Oh, you're so right. The average home or HOA uses their land as a liability. It's an expense on their balance sheet. Our land produces so much food on a quarter acre, a family can literally produce all of the food that they need to thrive. And also by eating that food, they won't need insurance. They'll be incredibly healthy. They won't need to go to the doctor. They'll literally walk out into the backyard and they'll let their food be their medicine. So it's it's the shift that will reverse mass extinction and deforestation, cancer, diabetes, heart disease. It'll end all forms of disease, world hunger, and tyranny when we simply do this one logical thing for ourselves and our families. You know, so I, you know, I tell people this all the time on the show. There was times before the big box stores existed. There were times before these big grocery stores existed because you had these communities you like everybody had a garden when i was growing up every every um house in my neighborhood had a garden right now and i've watched this nobody gardens anymore very rarely and you know everybody's just so reliant on walmart and in these chain grocery stores and i honestly can't stand it um i think it's absolutely horrible yeah it is you know one of my favorite concepts and facts is you can count the seeds in an apple but you cannot count the apples in a single seed. It's infinite. So a food forest, and by the way, the food supply chain is wrecked. It's absolutely done. (laughs) Many people are starting to become aware of that, but over the years to come, and I'm talking about now, and then the prices are gonna continue to go up, and then many people simply will not have access to food. I speak with people all over the world, we're building Freedom Farm Academies, which are basically food forest demonstration sites all over the world. And we got partners in Lebanon and Sri Lanka and Ghana and Thailand. And many of them, especially in China, they're saying the same thing. The food supply there is suffering. So now, how smart is it to not only grow your own food, but to help your neighbors grow food? Exactly. You know, and I noticed because like in, in my followers, my listeners and our in my community, you know, a lot of these guys are, are doomsday preppers, survivalists. They believe end times are coming, things like that. And a lot of them are starting gardens, getting greenhouses. They're um, they're learning canning processes and water bathing and food preservation, things like this. I, and, you know, if anybody's new getting into this, because there's a lot of people that have no experience gardening, they have no background in this. To the average person that's just wanting to jump in and get their feet wet, where do you suggest that they start? So they start with learning permaculture. It's the it's the science developed by Bill Mollison, David Holmgren, and we're we're partners actually. We're collaborating with Lisa Mollison, who is Bill's wife. Bill passed in 2017. He is going to be known, and I get very emotional. 
I talk about Bill as one of the most important figures in the history of the world, helping, and David Holmgren as well, helping to bring this very logical science to the world. So um, start with permaculture. If anybody out there wants to get a free chat with a permaculturalist, that's what our movement is all about. It's about linking the permaculture professionals with the people who want to start growing food. So we offer a, uh, basically it's a 30 minute conversation for free where anybody can ask any questions they can imagine and the permaculture professional will help you get started growing food. I got you. So one one question I did want to ask you, because I mean, you've been all over, it sounds like, right? Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. how how many of these how many acres would you say of land have you converted over to be edible food in your life? Oh, gosh, we've done now we're approaching. And by the way, we launched on the high wire with Dell Bigtree. It, he did a segment called Creating Abundance in Your Backyard. And that was only 21 months ago. We are now, that was, we are three people at the time, but I've been planning for this for, for almost two decades. Now we're about 15, 1600 people globally. Oh, wow. And every one of us is an abundance ambassador helping people grow food. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I haven't thought about that number, but thousands and thousands of people are now growing food um, thanks to the team and the network and millions of people are growing food now thanks to the permaculture movement in general so what would you say because i i see this kick back a lot what would you say to the people that are saying hey i work 40 50 hours a week i just don't have time to do it what do you say to those people i love those people are probably my favorite because i'm a lazy farmer i like (laughs) walking around the food forest i've never grown a plant in my life I simply provide the foundation and then the plants grow themselves. If you look at all of these plants in front of me here, we could walk away from this food forest, come back in 30 years, and the food forest itself would be expanded for miles. And here's how that works. In fact, a buddy of mine in northern Minnesota has an epic food forest. He has 300 different types of food growing. And he said, Jim, I do recon on the on the farms and the land around my property. He said, I estimate that over 100,000 plants have sprouted and germinated because of my food forest. Because the wind, the rain, the animals, the birds will come into his food forest and then they'll go out and they'll poop out a mile away or two miles away. And now you've got a new raspberry plant, new blackberry, blueberry, whatever it is. I I totally understand. If you had had to put your finger on it and say this would be the most important thing to start i know you mentioned permaculture but what would be like some base food bearing plants you would suggest people start with yeah i love that so potatoes and sweet potatoes the starches the plants that you can literally just keep them in the ground until you're ready and they're easily propagatable right and that's why sweet potatoes are one of my favorites because you can eat the 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 leaves the stems and of course the sweet potato and if you want to propagate and give your neighbors some, you can cut off a sprig. You could then give it to your neighbors. Now they've got sweet potatoes. You can, it's infinite. Nature, God's systems, whatever you call this divine play, it's infinite in its abundance. So I, one thing I also wanted to ask you too. So I, I know that you, you've been all over. You've traveled. So I, know, I didn't know this until I started traveling overseas. They limit the types of food we can get in this country. 
Like, you can go to Europe and you can get different cantaloupe that you can't get here. You can go to, like, say, maybe like Asia and you can get different types of garlic you can't get here. Do you think that's part of the conspiracy here is that they're, you know, well, not conspiracy, truth at this point, right? Do you think that's part of what it is, is is we're going to limit what Americans have to kind of keep it regulated and keep it in check? It's been a tactic of the warmongers and the governmente, which are the same thing, forever. When the United, when the English came here and they brought their armies in, and the, the first thing they did is they started wiping out the food systems for the indigenous people. They started, the indigenous people used to, have, there was food growing everywhere. This idea that it, they actually killed the buffalo. They, there were people that were tasked with their regiments to go kill millions of buffalo because the buffalo were the food for the indigenous people. When we go to war, the first thing that, that the warring army will do is attack the supply chains, which is exactly what's happening now. Our supply chains are being destroyed. That's the bad news. The good news is you can walk outside your back door and you can start planting seeds and you can create your own supply chain. Absolutely. You know, I read a book uh, not too long ago, and I'm actually still not finished with the book yet, but in there it's stated no matter what kind of disaster you have, whether it's nuclear or weather disasters, things like this, it, people always end up starving to death. It always ends in famine. And this, yes. you know, this would be a good counter to that, you know, I would think. Absolutely. Um, the four horsemen, famine is number number three, right? And then mass die-off. It's, um, it's, it's the counter. This is the idea whose time has come. Enlightenment, the Garden of Eden, simply using our resources wisely, is the idea whose time has come. Spreading this message of turning our energy away from the poison producers into natural systems or God systems, that will absolutely revolutionize. And, you know, we are in the end times, but they're also the beginning times. We are at the end of the slave system, and we are at the beginning of freedom. I, I 100% agree with you. One of the big things I'm seeing is, you know, within our media, our government, things like this, is they're teaching people that inconvenience is the enemy, right? So how convenient is it to just go to the store and buy your produce versus, you know, doing all this on your own? And I think that that's a line that needs to be kind of figured out, teaching people that, hey, it's way more convenient just to go out to your yard and grab something versus getting in the car and driving, you know, however many yeah. miles to go get this. Okay, let's unpack this a little bit. I, I love the thoughtfulness of the question. So if I want a salad, right, I can either go to work and I can earn money at work, then I can go home, then I can go to the store and I can harvest my salad at the store and pay 10 bucks or whatever for it. Or... I can plant this longevity spinach. Now, for those of you who are just listening on audio, I am standing next to a living salad bar, which is called longevity spinach for a reason, because it helps you live a long time, and it tastes way better than the salad you get at the store, and it's free, and it takes me five minutes, and it's it, this is how it goes. Here's a papaya tree. This papaya tree costs us 25 bucks to put into the ground, and I've done nothing else but put it into the ground. So this papaya tree now has over $200 worth of papaya on it, and it cost me 25 bucks. That's pretty awesome. Isn't that nuts? 
I'm really interested in this longevity spinach. Is that a perennial? Is that something that comes back every year? This comes back. It doesn't even go away. Now, in Minnesota, it would go away, and then it would come back. And that, yeah, so they're all perennials. This is Okinawa spinach. This is another one. So when I want a salad, I get some longevity spinach and some Okinawa spinach, and then I grab some leaves from the Moringa tree, which is the tree of life, and I've got the healthiest salad. It's like eating sunlight. So I know I know all about the Moringa trees. I, I had them when I lived in Florida. I've been trying to get them to grow where I'm at now, and I've been having a wicked hard time trying to get the seeds to start. Um, yeah. But I might just end up ordering some that are that are already started because I just I've had I got a ton of seed pods for the moringa. Love it, yeah, they're fantastic. I eat them every day. I'll just walk by, and I'll grab a handful of leaves and eat it, and I can feel the difference. Oh, absolutely, and they got a nice little kick to them too. They do, <laughs> yeah. They're a little sweet, a little bit of a kick. It's it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, so I you know. Basically, for all of you guys out there, what we're talking about is this this big kickback, this big fight back. Because if you're not fighting back, not only are you buying into these corporations, you're supporting the, these government entities, but then also, big pharma loves it when you're not growing your own food. They want you to be sick. They want you to be in misery to keep buying these health plans and buying these meds and going to your doctor. So, Jim, what have you have you noticed um, any sort of I, I guess uh, I don't want to use the word improvement, but have you seen less people that are getting involved in this, going to the doctor, buying the meds, things like this? Oh, it's proven all over the world. There's all this talk about cancer and all these diseases and diseases. When people choose to go the natural route with Gerson therapy and colloidal silver and turmeric and graviola, all these different natural chemicals, which are peer-reviewed, proven to fight cancer now the truth is an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure right so it's when we start eating foods that are not grown with poisons forget organic just simply eat foods that aren't grown with poisons when we simply do that then the odds of us getting diseased and cancer and all these things are going to fall off a cliff i agree i 100 percent agree with you you know so a big, no, I wouldn't say this is an argument I have with people, but something I try to stress a lot is a lot of the research that comes out about different diseases and things, it's not U.S.-based research. It's always based in another country. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. And I always try to explain to people, listen, just because it's not a study that was done here in the U.S. doesn't mean anything, right? We Americans have it in their heads that they're a lot smarter than everybody else out there. And if the research wasn't done here, it doesn't matter. Forgetting how, you know, not understanding that the U.S. is a newer country. It's still in its infancy. We don't have all the answers. A lot of countries do, and that's why they operate a lot differently. What would you say to those people? Well, I'd say that's why the African continent has had a far less uptake of the poisonous injections than other countries because they've experienced it. They've been, they've already been killed by the, the regiment of Fauci and Gates, and now they're saying no more. We get that. 
So yes, people are waking up and I do have, you know, David Icke said something to me or something that I thought was just fantastic. He, somebody came up to Dave and said, why aren't people waking up faster? And he said, are you kidding me? He said, 30 years ago, I couldn't get anybody to listen to me. And now I can fill Wembley Stadium. <laughs> so it's, you know, I think it's hard for people to wake up because of the media distractions. Oh, the media is the first thing we got to turn off. The media is the control mechanism and fear is the mechanism. The media promotes fear, frustration, and all of these lower than joyful and courageous energy fields, these emotions. So turn off all mass media, which was bought and paid for by JP Morgan and all the deep state over a hundred years ago, they started controlling the media. Right, and, and it's and it's gotten worse. And you know, I've I've even noticed with the younger generations, they're not turning on the TV anymore. They're just picking up the smartphones, and the algorithms in these phones do not point you in the direction of the truth. They point you exactly where they want you to go. So you never have a chance to even try to understand what's going on. As soon as you know, and, and you have companies like Google and YouTube that are actually snuffing out this information. And, you know, since you brought up Gates and Fauci, I'm going to bring this up. We, that's an exact thing we saw with the vaccine is that they're trying to suppress every single truth out there about it. No, it's good. No, it's fine. It's the science, you know, and completely snuffed out natural immunity 100%. Yep, 100%. This is a divide and conquer tactic. And they're going to use every psyop and everything to get us to stand down, to trust the plan to get us through all this bullshit. We are the white hats. You and I and the people who are taking action to create local self-reliance in our hearts and our minds and our land and our communities, that is the key to it. Don't trust any president, any leader, anybody out there who doesn't first advocate self-reliance. Now, I can't think of a presidential candidate lately that has uh, pushed for (laughs) self-reliance. Exactly. Yes. In fact, I can't think of many political figures that do at all. Right. No, they they want you to. That's the whole system is designed to enslave us and to keep us enslaved, and it always has been. It's designed by the slave master. So once we know that, then we can simply say no. I do not comply with the system. Absolutely. So I try to. I propose this to people all the time. I say you have to understand. Like so, Jim, if, if. you're an anti-vaxxer and I'm a vaxxer if you're blue and I'm red or whatever the divide may be as long as you and I are arguing over the cheese we're not looking at the government that's given us the cheese so they could basically do whatever they want so I always try to tell these people stop the separation stop the divide because as long as this is continuing the government can do whatever the hell they want and we're going to be too busy arguing amongst each other and then then any time any time at all that we start to wake up a little bit or we start to poke and ask these questions, oh, look at what's going on with this celebrity in the media. Oh, look, Alec Baldwin just accidentally shot somebody. Oh, look, there, you know, this is what's going on over here, right? And, and it's every time. It's every time it's like, oh, we're about to get an answer. Let's just flood the media with this. And now Google and YouTube are putting, I can't remember how many millions of dollars into um, fact checkers, and, and I would say reverse fact checkers, to go out and snuff this information out. 
So our, our biggest search engines, and it's it's by design. You buy, you go out and you buy a new smartphone, Jim. They're putting a Google account on there. They're monitoring what you're doing. They're suppressing what you need to know. They're watching us right now having this conversation, right? Yes, they are. And, and, and yeah. this is what it is, full monitoring, full control. They're never going to let up on us. No. That's why we don't count on any of this stuff. We, we simply do what's right for ourselves, our families, and our communities, and our world. And that is the number one thing is laugh at the freaking mainstream media and, and witness it for what it is. It's a control propaganda mechanism of the slave master. You know, and, and I try to tell people all the time, like, slave, and I've said this, slavery hasn't went away. It's just changed. Yes. Right? 100%. You, you go out and you, you pay for this education. You get in student debt forever. Then you go out and you get a job that may or may not still be popular. So the pay might be up. It might be down. There might be a big influx in workers. And then you're just, you're, you're kind of at bay to these systems. Oh, you got your education. You have a job. You're never going to get ahead. Keep pay, 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 pay out. To, to have this mediocre lifestyle where you're at bay to these corporations giving them your paychecks every week, every week. It's so funny to me when COVID shut, when COVID hit and everything got shut down, the large corporations were able to stay open. If you were an independent, small, like, restaurant, you were done. Mom and pop restaurant, done. If you were McDonald's, oh, you're good. You could stay open. No problem. Exactly. If you look at what BlackRock invests in, there's your answer right there. It's just, it's so crystal clear once you see it. And then the next question is because, you know, a lot of people are in freak out mode right now because they see it, but they don't know what to do. And I want to share with you all, let go of the freak out mode and use that same energy and start doing things, start planting food, start getting with your community, start talking about and demonstrating freedom. And guess what? I've never had more fun in my life. This is the most exciting time to be alive because we get to help lead the way into the golden age. You know, I somehow, and I say like this is the biggest problem, with every new generation that comes out, right, they fall a little bit more off this, off this train of freedom. They fall a little bit more into the realm of not caring about what's going on in politics, things like that. And I can't, I can't help but wonder how do we get the younger generations on board with doing the gardens, with understanding what freedom is, fighting back, things like that. What's going to appeal to the younger generation? Uh, I'm so glad you asked that relevant question. So we are building a school on our Freedom Farm Academy. And by the way, we have no patents. We have no non-disclosure agreements. We have no non-compete agreements. None of that bullshit. We're based in true capitalism, which is the voluntary exchange of value. And so we're building a school. And the school, the primary objective of the students is to learn self-reliance in the heart and in the mind and in physical reality. They're going to create their own food. Within three months, they'll have all of their own food for school lunches. Then they're going to go into their parents' yards and they're going to create all, they're going to design and install edible perennial landscapes for their parents' yards. Then once that's done, so within a year, their parents have all of their food's, food needs met by the school, by the education that the kids are going through. Then they go out into the community and they do food forests for the community and they get paid for the value that they create. So the school becomes a learning tool 
for all forms of self-reliance from the ground up. That's very awesome. That's very cool. I, I really I really hope the masses jump on board with this. Do you have um I'm I'm assuming, I know you mentioned there's like advocates you work with and stuff like that. Are you guys in all 50 states doing things? Yes, we're in about 49 states. We're pretty much everywhere. We're in about 32 countries. And again, this is in 21 months. Permaculture is in every state and every country. So the answer is yes, there are solutions in every zone in the world. That is awesome. And uh, Jim, we are about at our time frame. So if you have anything else you'd love the listeners to know before we're out of here. Yes, it's time to join us and start living and demonstrating freedom. And if you'd like to join our particular movement, it's foodforestabundance.com. And you can we'd be happy to do a free 30-minute chat with you with one of our professionals. You can ask them anything you want. They are there to serve, to inspire, and empower you to be free. is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.